Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the console AMA featuring Nakamoto. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> Great to see you all here. Um, let's give a shout out um, to everybody I see here right now. I love also uh, Titus starting out with just a compliment for Evan. I feel like. We should just all get started with like a compliment to everybody every episode. That sounds like a really nice way to start off a Monday. <laughs> um, Evan, your hair looks really great in your and in your avatar. Did you do something with it? Oh my god, I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> really great. Um, hey everybody, what's up? Um, we'll kick this one off right right about now, even though I'm so sure that more people will be joining us that's wonderful um this is the weekly console ama where we chat about decentralized social media sovereign identity and what we're building at console of course um really excited for anybody that's new or listening to this recording in the future um console is chat for web3 we have token gated chat for ethereum for stacks and bitcoin ordinals soon something we're working on and a lot of um other chains coming in the future but yeah multi-chain chat group community experience super happy to be here um and today i as always will start off with just a few updates of what's going on behind the scenes at console what, what the kind of things we're thinking about and working on and then going to hand it over to our guest this week, our latest console community, Nakamoto One. We'll have Ian joining us from Nakamoto One. Nakamoto One is sending Bitcoin to the moon, literally. I always have to say literally. <laughs> um, Elon did it first, but Nakamoto One's literally doing it, <laughs> putting it on the um, putting it on the moon. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be, and when I mean Elon did it first, I mean, you know, it's one thing to say to the moon, but it's another thing to actually <laughs> get it up there. And uh, yeah, that's that's a really cool project um, that Nakamoto is working on, along with an NFT mint and um, a scavenger hunt game uh, that they'll tell us, that Ian will tell us about. So really exciting. And also, they're, you know, they're on console now. One of the things that I was excited about in doing this space originally when we started it was, I think it's just such a cool opportunity to showcase what different communities are working on and then for us to help them grow as well. Like I imagined, you know, as more communities come to console, this could be a really cool kind of megaphone for like, you know, what are you working on? Why are you coming to console? How can we help you? And, um, you know, console has been in beta. We've had a handful of 
communities starting in like kind of small, we call them like beta squads at this point. Um, and I think as we get more, um, you know, more that come on and as we start to, to get a little further with our growth, we, you know, we just want to highlight more communities. So anyone that's listening that is um, on console already and would like to be more public about what's going on with you in console, or you'd like to come to console um, in the future, I think, you know, that's, this is a, a really nice place, I think, to come and tell us what you're working on, how we can help you. And then once you do, um, I'd like to just imagine that um, we will shower you with compliments and hopefully good ideas <laughs> to help you succeed. Um, so that's really welcome to anybody here. Um, anything you're working on, really just want to help um, help everybody out. And it's a great brainstorming group. Really, some of the smartest people um, in crypto and, and Web3 keep showing up and just super grateful for you all. So, um, yeah, so we're going to have Ian from Nakamoto. And then, as always, we'll just have an open discussion. Um, we'll do some Q&A. We'll do anything else that's on your mind, anything from the week, anything you want to share about DSO, decentralized social media, or identity, uh, or any projects you're working on. It'll be like an open forum. So that's the schedule for today. Um, let me kick it off with um, just like just one kind of quick update. So you know, last week at Console, um, we had this pretty monumental upgrade to um matrix and then the signal so we didn't we're not fully upgraded to signal yet but we basically did the groundwork that we needed to do to turn it on <laughs> and it's been a lot of learning you know there aren't too many programs or too many apps out there that the group apps that that use really high level privacy and something like matrix which is open source and i think we're like i'm just a report on behalf of the dead team like i can kind of see why like there's a lot of challenges i think as far as mostly latency like speed and stuff like that um and so i think anyone using console last week probably didn't see two there was a few there's 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 a few more bugs than normal but when we started to test it at people that had were in 50 communities which is me <laughs> probably just me at this point um i started to see some really interesting things like definitely challenging i think like what the signal protocol and and um and the matrix open source could do um but with that said i i'm really proud of our team um they're not here i'm looking at our hair right now but um but the members of our dev team who i think have come up with some innovative solutions some stuff that i you know, don't even think <laughs> existed before and really just like pushing this stuff to the max. And so really proud of what they're working on. Um, wish I was, they were here to just give them a round of applause. And a lot of those fixes should be rolling out over the next week. So it's been a really great sprint, I think, to push what's possible with using open source software and pushing into privacy. And as soon as we get those tightened up, they'll be rolled out to everybody. So right now we're all on Matrix. And uh, if there are a few bugs or speed things, please just let me know. I'm just here to help get those rolling. And I want to be as transparent as possible sharing learnings because I think anything that we learn at console, we want to help other you know, people as well. Like anyone that might also be building a chat platform or building DMs chat into your app. I mean, there's so many lessons here that we also just want to help share so that the whole ecosystem could benefit. And I'll, I'll have a huge very long blog post coming out with learnings it'll be somewhat technical um about the switch and about everything we're learning just so that we can re-educate um that's not the right word but educate the, <laughs> the community uh so yeah okay um so that's kind of what's going on right now um that's really exciting um we've got a lot of compliments on light mode as well um so thanks everybody that wrote us about that and um more to come so 
that's what's up with console. Um, I'll just give one more plug. If anybody you know wants to join console, just tap on my head at any point, DM me. Um, we had uh, quite a few people join last week and uh, excited to share more in the future. So, yep, that's what's up. Um, let's now transition to our latest console community um, that launched last week. Uh, we have Ian, here we go, Ian from Nakamoto One joining us. Let's get him up on stage. How's it going? Are you there? Hi, I am. Thanks, Chris. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Um, I'm so excited for your success. It seems like everybody, at least on my Twitter, is is talking a lot about what you guys are working on. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit in your own words? What is Nakamoto One and why is it exciting? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, and before I kind of even jump into that, I do just want to take a moment and say, you know, I really appreciate the console team and, you know, Chris over there for the support. Um, you know, we, there's obviously lots of different options out there to host uh, communities on, but we were really excited to go with console for so many different reasons. And, you know, now being um, just a little bit over, well, about a week in, um, I'm, I couldn't have been happier with the choices that we've made. It's been super fun to work with you guys and, and to start building there. Um, so I really appreciate everyone's work um, and the collaborativeness um, that goes into building anything new. Um, so it's been really fun. But to kind of get into it, so Nakamoto One is the world's first interplanetary treasure hunt. Um, and so basically what we've done is um, we've partnered with a company called Lunar Outpost. And Lunar Outpost is a surface mobility company. So they have several projects um, on different celestial entities. So they have projects on Mars. Um, so they've put these boxes on Mars that are pulling CO2 out of the atmosphere and um, pumping oxygen back into the atmosphere, creating these like microclimates of breathable air for when humans get there. Um, and then they also have a rover um, that's going to the moon um, later this year. And so um, Nakamoto One is a project supported by Lunar Crush. And that's the company that I actually work for. Um, and then I just kind of head up the Nakamoto One project. But um, our CEOs know each other and Lunar Outpost reached out to us and they're like, hey man, we got this like rover going to the moon. Do you guys want to do something with us? And we were like, yes, absolutely. Um, and so the first thing that we were we came to our minds was like, we got to put Bitcoin on the moon. Um, and so we took it one step further and built a whole entire NFT project around this campaign of putting Bitcoin on the moon. And then at one point during the conversations, I think that, you know, I threw it out there and I was like, what if we made a treasure hunt and we loaded a bunch of crypto and NFTs on a private key that we inscribe on the side of this rover and we challenge people to go get it and that's what this project has kind of evolved from um and so there's this supporting nft project that has its own game mechanics that i'm happy to go into but um really at a high level that's what nakamoto is we're putting a, a private key um on the moon and um challenging people to go get it incredible has there ever been a scavenger hunt of sorts or or someone had to leave the planet to to win not of my knowledge um i know that there's i've done a, a fairly decent amount of 
research into different types of treasure hunts and um you know there's kind of like a lot of tales of things being hidden or pirate ships or whatever it is but this is the first time that at least i've heard of anything leaving the planet um and i think a lot of that is just due to the technology that you know enables this um you know we wouldn't necessarily be able to i mean i guess you could you know take pounds of you know gold or silver or you know it probably wouldn't be super likely that somebody brought like bags of one dollar us bills um and like dropped them on the moon somewhere or or pushed them into space um it's not really the 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 best solved for this kind of issue and so that's really where we saw the opportunity with crypto um is you know you couldn't even put like a, a routing number on something it just it just wouldn't necessarily work so we saw the opportunity to put a wallet address on the moon just just the private key um and we're going to take you know extensive measures to ensure that nobody from our contributing team or any of the contributing teams for this project actually know that private key um so you know there's a little bit of things that could go interesting there but um you know no one's going to have a backup to this so once that treasure chest is on the moon like the only way to recover that is to actually go to the moon and restore the wallet that has all of the funds in it that's really cool it it almost feels more like an art project and i say that to mean it's like really beautiful in the way that it's this kind of hunt that is very open-ended whereas like I kind of want to participate and we'll talk about ways to participate, but I also, um, you know, I wouldn't bet that I will be going to the moon personally, but I'm very excited about it. It's like this thing that I can kind of get excited about and just, it makes my mind like kind of go in these directions where like, I start to wonder, well, what if I did go to the moon or like who would go to the moon? And then it just starts to make me wonder about, this technology that we're all so newly dabbling in of cryptocurrency, where it's really interesting because you got these two primitives, these two things that you can do with Bitcoin um, that are like definitely not possible with any other technology. You have the private key where we could send things to, well, you have the public key, right? So we could send things to <laughs> the moon without going to the moon. I could send things like an NFT to that key or an ordinal, if, you know, if it's a BTC address, I could send money to that. So I can transfer value to the moon without going. That's really interesting. I can look at that public key for the Bitcoin, put it in Block Explorer, right? Block Explorer, whatever.com. And I can see who else is putting things in that. And then there's this third thing where if you do go physically there, you can like collect that. And you so it's like, I don't know, it just kind of blows my mind. Like it, it just kind of makes me think. And in that way, I feel like it has more artistic value where it just kind of makes me think differently about the world and uh, then maybe about like actually personally going to the moon. But I, I, I really hope someone does actually go and get it. I'm curious, um, has has this made you, have you had any surprises or revelations working on this project um anything came to you like or, or along those lines or anything else that was just super <laughs> surprising Eric? yeah well firstly that i mean beautifully said and you 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 know encapsulated 
a lot of the ethos in of this project in that. So you're totally right about the the option to contribute to, and and that's something that we're, um, you know, just today we announced a, a partnership with um, Giga Chad Pepe. And so he's going to come on as a curator. And so he's building a list of um, international artists of various um, backgrounds and disciplines. And they're going to be creating art pieces of art. Um, and a lot of them are going to be like sister pieces. So there'll be two pieces where one piece will be auctioned traditionally um, in the artist's chosen mechanics. Um, and then the sister piece will be sent to the moon. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I love that you said that this is more of like an artistic endeavor than than really anything else. Um, that's very much how I conceptualize the project to happen. And um, it's a it's a unique, interesting case and way to build a community around something. And, um, you know, we're we're not completely daft over here at Lunar Crush. We're, we're pretty aware that it's a pretty big ask and um it's quite a feat to say like go to the moon to go get this um but we are pretty confident that when you put these seemingly impossible challenges out into the world um that's really when creativity and innovation is created and we want to start to at least have a small say and a small effect of that whether that's technology whether that's space exploration, whether that's how people think about the world and, and the evolving technologies that we're all now playing in, um, that's really how we we see this project. And we're, we're super excited to see this happen. So just this other small tidbit, and this kind of goes back to answering your question. This is something that I learned in this process was the like cordless drill that we probably most of us all have at home. That was actually a byproduct of space exploration. So when you're going to space and you need to fix something on a space shuttle or wherever you are in space, like you don't just hook up to a 110 outlet and plug and like now your drill works, like you have to take that power with you. And so that's how the world was given cordless drills. And so when you kind of start to understand the process of innovation and where these things come from, it's not usually somebody just like sitting around and being like, be cool if this worked this way. Like that does happen most of the time, but typically they're faced with like an extremely difficult challenge. And then we get these extremely useful um, products. And so again, that's, that's really what Nakamoto one is focused on is how do we inspire the next generation to push the boundaries of science, technology, mathematics, um, cryptocurrency and and the love for space. Wow. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about um, how you are putting this project together. It's my understanding that there's an NFT collection that is minting tomorrow, I believe, right? And I'm going to be on I guess we're having a Twitter space announcement for that, a separate one. So that'll be exciting. Um, tell us a little bit more about what's happening tomorrow and how that contributes to this this project. Yeah, thank you. So um, it's a, when we're building this out, we're like, okay, we want to do a treasure hunt, but it is a little 
bit interesting when you're like, go to the moon and that's the only way that you can contribute. So we built this NFT project around it for people like you, you and I, Chris, that probably aren't going to be the individual to get on a rocket and go to the moon um, to still be involved and contribute. And so this, you get to contribute in, in several different ways. Um, so I've built this gamified mechanics where there's three different levels of NFTs. Um, tomorrow, our mint is the mint of level one NFTs, which are actually the only NFTs that we're selling. Um, we've created four subtypes of these level one NFTs. And so this is kind of now where we're leaning into this like treasure hunt, collection, scavenger hunt kind of idea where you need to collect each subtype of level one. So there's four subtypes. So for the just um, understandability reasons, we'll call them A, B, C, and D. So you need all four NFTs and then you burn those NFTs and are delivered one NFT of level two. So you do that process again until you have all three NFTs on level two, and then you're delivered your final NFT, and that's the Android. And so um, for all of you that are listening, if you, uh, as Chris likes to, likes to say, tap on my face or the Nakamoto brand there, um, you can see some of the beautiful artwork um, that we've created. And so the idea is, is as you get deeper through the levels, the artwork deepens as well. So all of the level one NFTs are static images. They're still stunning, but they are all static. Um, level two NFTs are lightly animated. And then that final level, the final community, um, the androids are heavily animated. Um, it kind of falls in line with your typical PFP collection. So there's only 2000 um, NFT, Android NFTs that will ever be created, but they have different traits and there's a rarity built among them. And that's really like the community that you want to be working towards. Um, that's going to be the community that like in the console um, starts to get a lot of the holder benefits of events and merch and kind of those typical things of your NF, uh, NFT projects. Um, but also while you move through these different levels, 25% of uh, the initial sale goes to the treasure chest. So you're actually contributing towards the treasure chest as you move through these levels. And then 25% of all secondary royalties will also forever go towards the treasure chest. So not only will the treasure chest be growing in value as crypto grows in value over the years, but as these you know, sales and secondary sales keep happening, the treasure chest will grow as well. Then alongside that, anybody that's sending anything to the moon, um, it, it's also growing there too. So we're going to be supporting a number of blockchains, um, Bitcoin, Stacks, Ethereum, Doge. Um, we're working on Counterparty and several other layer ones. Um, so you'll be able to send anything there. And that can be kind of treated as like a burn address or just, you know, you want to see your, mark, your art on the moon, then you send to that address. Um, and that will all be public um, on our website. So if you go to lunarcrush.com slash Nakamoto1, um, you'll be able to see all those public addresses once we put those up. Oh, man, that's incredible. You know, I can only think about, <laughs> I can only think about that guy who sent the first, who bought pizza with Bitcoin in like 2010, and he spent 10,000 Bitcoin, Laszlo, I think his name was. And how that's worth like three point eight billion dollars now. If if that was his pizza, I'm thinking about this 
this on the moon and how you're saying the value can keep being increased as NFT, you know, contributions, as people treat it like a time capsule and they like give it gifts and NFTs. And like at some point it may become so worth it that we're all like, hey man, spring break, we're on the moon, you know, like it becomes like we need to, we need to go. <laughs> it's That's really right. Exciting. I love that. And we are going to say, you know, generally where the rover will be. So um, we're kind of tagging along on some other missions. Obviously, Lunar Outpost didn't just create this rover specifically for us to put um, a treasure on the moon. Um, they're actually, um, we're kind of a part of this project where they're actually putting 4G on the moon so that astronauts will have telecommunications um, on the moon. So it's going to a specific spot on near the south pole of the moon um, where they actually plan to be building um, like lunar bases. So that's going to basically be your first stop when you're headed to Mars. So you'll leave Earth, stop at the lunar base on the south pole of the moon, and then head to Mars, um, which is like, it just sounds so ridiculous <laughs> right now. Um, but I mean, look at what SpaceX has done and Blue Origin has done even in just the past couple of years. Like we had Inspiration4, which was the first fully um, like civilian run space mission. So we sent four civilians to space on like a multiple day space mission. Like we sent a school teacher. Um, and so these ideas of going to space and commercializing the, you know, and privatizing um, space travel and exploration, I don't think is really all that far away. Um, definitely in my lifetime, it, I believe that it will happen. And, and um, I'm really excited to, you know, kind of be really early in this. Um, it's not very, you know, every day where you get the opportunity to touch something that's going to be on the moon. It's been pretty special to work on. Yeah, that, that's really special. And I, I think we talk a lot about identity on, um, on this um, like podcast, but on this Twitter space. And um, it's interesting to think about the, how, what, what identity means when you're not on the planet, how identity is so linked to state identity. And, you know, just, I don't, this is just like a half thought, but it, it's just interesting to like imagine yourself out in space, looking back out at the earth and just what, you know, what does it mean to be, um, yeah, part of planet earth is, is crypto network. Is that, you know, is that maybe a more healthy way to imagine how we all collectively kind of interconnect you know this state of interconnectedness um yeah i don't know it's just yeah it actually when um this is like a quick story but when um i don't know if you know this story but in the 60s there was this moment when there hadn't been a photo of the whole earth do you guys know the story at all um ian have you heard, have you heard this before there wasn't a photo of the whole earth i have but please tell me yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm I'm a fan because I'm a huge fan of Stuart Brands. If anybody knows, um, who started the Long Now Foundation, and um, yeah, he he was a pioneer in in this observation. His idea was um, he was a counterculturist living in San Francisco, probably about twenty something at the time, and his idea was just you know if we couldn't see our humanity from 
a perspective, a global perspective, he believed that if we could see a photo of Earth, we would have this moment where we would realize we are all connected. That maybe getting us outside of our bubble to breathe some fresh air would have this effect. And he spent a lot of time lobbying with these pins uh, that, that said, have you seen the whole earth? And they would just have a picture of the earth and you'd go around San Francisco and, and, and put on, there was a parade, a huge parade that he did. And actually, eventually it got the attention of NASA, like directly or indirectly, which led to them taking a photo and publishing it, I believe on time or some magazine like that. And, uh, you know, and now I think we take it for granted that like, okay, of course that's like what the whole earth looks like. Um, and I think since then, you know, there has been a lot of um, reflection, especially from astronauts. There's a really great short documentary about the the overview effect. I don't know if you, Ian, have you heard of that before? The overview effect. No, tell know. me about it. Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm guessing you know everything about space now. Bitcoin <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> no, not definitely not everything. But please tell me. Yeah. So the the overview effect. Um, is this idea or it's this this feelings phenomenon that um as a cognitive shift that astronauts have when they leave space and see the whole earth for the first time um it's pretty well documented i think there's probably like a whole like wikipedia page about it or something and um i think it's like akin to the way that people talk about tripping on lsd for the first time or, or just that like this this feeling of like interconnectedness that like you kind of can't get about thinking and being on earth but you can only really experience through like leaving the earth and seeing it. And I think I'm just connecting these ideas because these were like all the kind of like ideas that were brewing in the 60s. And I think brewing about like seeing us and I'm just, I'm just connecting it because I, I feel like it has something to do with like Web3. And I love the way that you tied Web3 into it of just thinking about the planet as like a whole connectedness. That's my whole that's my whole spiel. But that's like, <laughs> no, but that inspires me to, to think about it then that way. So, <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, first of all, obviously, is the person that conceptualized an interplanetary treasure hunt, um, I can go existential real quick. Um, so I love that you went this direction. Um, but at the same time, like I've really tried to build in a lot of the ideas and concepts that you're talking about into the project. And that's why, you know, we wanted to do something that was both art focused and PFP focused. And so that's why the, you know, level one and level two are more about these items that you're kind of collecting. Um, so we have like a wormhole, a rover, a map, a helmet, um, and then you smash those together and you get this new level. It's a, a map, a rover, a rocket, and then you smash those together and you kind of get this new identity. And then some of the questions that we were asking were like, okay, so what is this identity? Like it needs to feel futuristic but should also kind of have this like you know all of our branding has this kind of retro feel to it as well and we wanted things to feel you know a little androgynous so that's why we went with the android and even some of our traits you know we wanted it to be as in inclusive as possible so some of our traits actually some of my favorite traits are a little bit on the more feminine side so um i think just yesterday we posted one of um the androids and the one of the traits is like this face paint um or like this like makeup kind of look um i love it and it's just you know really trying to think about the future of of identity like what you were saying um we're so tied to things that feel comfortable and um are familiar but 
I think much of the future is going to look very different than it looks currently. So I, I much of your these existential ideas and who are we and and what's our role in life and in, in the universe um, have been kind of deeply seeded into this project. Um, so I love that you brought that up. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, thanks for joining in on, on that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to ask really, yeah, interesting, have interesting conversations and questions um, that come up as this project goes. I'm excited to have that in console with the community. I'm excited to have that here and invite anyone else to, um, to join in on that. Um, Speaking of segue, uh, anyone that would like to ask a question to Ian about the project or anything that we just chatted about, uh, feel free to jump in. Um, you know, I'll just kind of recap. You know, we were talking about Nakamoto One sending Bitcoin to the moon, um, so that's happening. You can talk about that. Well, we have the NFT mint happening tomorrow, and then we threw in a lot of uh, existential things about um, the overview effect and LSD. <laughs> so uh, feel free to jump in with any questions. Uh, come up on stage if anyone would like to join in. Uh, I'll be quiet for a second. If anybody wants to ask a question, maybe I'll start. Hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, this is such a cool project. Um, yay, Lunar Crush. Yay for Bitcoin and the Moon. All the all the good things. Um, the way that I see this, um, I guess we talk a lot about the you know identity part and the decentralization part. Um, what what I see here is incentivization. Is um, you know how do you get somebody to do something by offering them something cool? And yeah, I mean you know if this is what it takes to get people to spend more time with machines on the moon or on the moon in person, you know like whatever it takes, that's exciting. And you know I, I see incentivization as this growing thing where um, it evolves based on you know. You know, like the economy is going to scale to um, the U.S. dollar, for example, being inflated or underinflated or whatever it is. And so I can see, you know, as we, you know, put more things in the pot, that more people will move towards the incentive of, hey, you know, this is a viable option because it pays for itself or whatever. And I was actually curious a little, um, like, were you thinking about using a QR code? Because QR codes have like built-in redundancy to protect you know, like a private key or a seed phrase or whatever it is you encode in it. And I'm curious how you were thinking about putting that on there. Also, as long as I'm sort of talking a lot, I was wondering if you were thinking about maybe making it because eventually I, I see us as there'll probably be like a Google Earth version, but for the moon, um, Google Moon, I guess, um, you know, I, I would at some point imagine that there's going to be some sort of way to see, <laughs> yeah, Google Moon, uh, to see the moon to see Mars, to see a planet, to see a moon, uh, without actually being there and, um, observing, for example, a private key, you know, by zooming in or a QR code might be, you know, dangerous to winning or losing the project, uh, you know, being the first person to reveal it. So I was wondering, like, are you planning on burying the thing or something like that? So, so many questions, but I'll start with those. <laughs> yeah. Great questions. And, and thanks for asking. Um, so I love the idea actually of the QR code that that isn't something that um, had crossed my mind. So we we are a little limited. So as you can imagine, sending something to the moon is not um, simple. And when you're putting things on a rocket, um, every gram counts. And so we are a little, little limited on how much weight we can add to the rover um, without this becoming exponentially more expensive to do. So the idea is to inscribe um, the private key on a small um, piece of metal. So that piece of metal is a 
I believe the last time I checked was about three inches by 0.75 inches. And um, we've built this whole like opaque box that goes around the actual engraving machine. So um, we have this whole process where um, we, we were luckily able to, to partner with the, the wonderful folks over at Hero um, kind of for some technical support on the, the stack side. And so they're building us a custom CLI. Um, it's a it's a stacks fork CLI where we can spin up a new wallet address and have that CLI only display us the information that we need and not display us the information that we don't need. So it will actually never visually display the private keys, um, but it will show us the public keys and then copy and paste the private keys to the clipboard. Um, that then gets copy and pasted over onto our engraving software, which then engraves onto this small plaque. Um, then we have hand holes in this opaque box where we'll reach in, um, again, not being able to actually see this, turn it upside down, and then this plaque gets bolted to the back of the rover face down and then is treated with tamper-proof tape. So to your point of Google Earth Moon Edition, um, which I'm trademarking right now. Um, you won't actually be able to like, you know, use a super high powered telescope or um, Google Earth Moon Edition or anything like that. You're going to actually need to get there in some physical capacity, um, whether that's a human capacity or, um, you know, we send one of these tesla robots or another rover um, and basically that would just need the capacity to unbolt the piece of metal off the back of the rover turn it over and then read it that way um so yeah hopefully i answered some of your questions there and, and then also just to kind of double back down on this this process of inscription hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in about a month, and we plan to fully live stream the process. So obviously, transparency is a huge focus, not only in crypto, but for this project as well. Um, this could be like the ultimate rug ever if we're like, we're doing this treasure hunt thing, and like we have the private keys, and we like, you know, rug that way. That is not our intention, obviously. So we're going to take a lot of steps to ensure that um, the community feels good with this process that we've taken. Um, and so we feel like really the only way that we can do that in the most transparent way possible is by live streaming the process of us doing that. And that's why we chose to mint now and then bring the community along on that journey. Um, I do also want to say one thing that I'm working on is trying to get all Android holders to the actual rocket launch um, that's happening at the end of this year in Florida. So small incentive to get to an Android is come join us in Florida and watch this thing go up to the moon. Wow, amazing. amazing. Um, I'm going to let, I think Titus had another question, but I just want to interrupt quickly. It's you're doing in Florida. Too bad you can't, can you do it right around the Bitcoin conference because you'd probably get a lot of Bitcoiners coming. You know, if I chose the time frame for this, this would have happened a long time ago. Unfortunately, um, NASA is choosing everything here. And there are, you know, obviously extreme security measures and national security issues with um, timing and things like that. So, you know, right now, the only time frame that we're um, legally able to say is Q4 of this year. And 
Um, you know, there's also a thousand different factors that kind of go into that timing, ranging from, you know, weather to technical things and, and whatnot. So um, the exact date of that, you know, probably isn't going to be during Bitcoin Miami. I'm sorry, Chris. It's all good. It was just an idea. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Titus has a, another question, maybe, or his hand up. Just more of a thank you for answering and that transparency is so important. So thank you for being transparent. Thank you for planning transparency in your roadmap. It's important. It's nice to hear. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was simply that the uh, the console space for uh, Nakamoto One is awesome. And if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Uh, there's events right there on the home part of the page. There's a bunch of docs and YouTube videos. Um, it's one of the more populated uh, console spaces uh, other than console HQ. It's like maybe the maybe actually it might be more content driven than that. So it's just really nice to see people using a bunch of the features and, you know, you can really self-service. Um, it's just so much better than Discord in, you know, all these ways. And I just love that. So thank you for for using it, taking advantage of it, not just, you know, one chat channel or something like that. It's amazing. So thank you. Totally. And, you know, just to continue to expand, expand upon that, you know, I do community management for Lunar Crush as well. We've got a Discord and we've got about 50, uh, just over 50,000 people in that Discord. And it's a lot. <laughs> um, and so moving over to console is like, a breath of fresh air one because it's a little bit smaller community where i feel like i can actually like engage with everybody and start to build a relationship with people but the tools that the console team have thought of and have built in like the home page is literally one of my favorite things ever um it definitely takes a little bit of like rewiring my brain to like kind of forget my discord ways just because i'm so like you know pre-programmed to use that but once you really start to get in with console understand the flow of things you're totally right it is so useful for onboarding especially for somebody that doesn't know the project or maybe has just stumbled upon it everything is there in the home page we have events coming up our documentation with important videos all of our links are all on one page as opposed to 50 different channels that you have to go read a trillion different things to find what you actually need um it has been a blessing from, um, you know, a community management and project owner side. And um, we've had amazing feedback from the community that are in there as well. So, yes, big ups to the console world and team. It's almost like this was designed for Web3. <laughs> I really appreciate it, guys. You guys are the best. Um, thank you for, for sharing that. It helps me know what you guys are using and loving um really helpful and really appreciate really appreciate that and um yeah i mean yeah i mean the credit goes to the nakamoto i handed over the console to ian and i woke up the next day and he had done the work of setting up many of the events and the videos and it's really cool and i think that that process too um i think ian and i together like came up with a really cool idea which i'll i love just floating ideas during the space and then you know sometimes people will dm me and be like yes that's what i want so one idea that we came up with which i really like we're, we're playing with is um you know we we're making these pages for lunar crush i'm sorry for um for nakamoto one and um you know it was like I think it was Ian who said, like, could we make these public? And I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Because right now they're token gated. 
like notion documents but if they were pages you know then we could share them you could share the direct link and at the bottom just have join console and to me that just is like a no-brainer it's like Substack for web3 chat where you can just share this is what our community is about and at the bottom if you want to join you could just click you could have one click to mint an nft if you want and then immediately join and to me i'm pretty excited about that feature i've already started talking with the dev team about building out um our token gated pages and docs into potentially public facing which i think could be really great for helping communities like yours um grow quicker you know so just wanted to share that with everybody that's what we came up with in our brainstorm Ian and i spent some good time one-on-oning like just going back and forth with ideas and i encourage anyone else that, that wants to do the same i'm available and and want to help you guys so but thanks ian for your time no i love that and that yes you're totally you hit the nail on the head i mean it's just like so one thing that Lunar Crush and working with Lunar Crush is like really instilled in me is like the shareability of things. Um, and so you guys will all notice this as you move through like our minting process. Every almost every step of the stage has a shareable moment. So when you mint your first NFT, that's a shareable moment, and we encourage you to share that out there. And then all the way to moving all to the end of of getting your Android, like that should be celebrated. And we've made that super simple for everybody to share that moment. And um, so there's a share button, you know, populates pre-written text for you. So you don't even have to think about what you want to write or what you want to tell people. You just hit share and send and it's there and i think taking that a little bit further into console is like what in here needs to be shared with people and how do we make this onboarding process as easy as as possible so that's really where like kind of that thought process was with the documents was here's our project this is what it's about click this button to join um and so yeah i love that and then i also (laughs) was like sometimes i'm like oh my gosh chris is probably like so over me throwing these like trillion ideas at him like yeah, i know he's managing a bunch of different communities i'm like hopefully not everybody is like hounding him as much as i am <laughs> hound me hound me guys whatever it's all good every week i'm like tap my face and tell me things and usually i get i get a few dozen um but it's great i mean you know how else can how else can the console team you know we, that's how we learn that's how we all learn you know it's like you you are the community leaders you're out there you know to and they're the front lines of like knowing what your community needs and um the more that we could share what we're hearing from other communities i think we could all like learn together and so that's what it's all about i mean that's why we're here so so thank you um this is going really great i'm super happy to have ian on um uh, titus as always thank you for all of your questions um we're rounding out toward the hour um so just wanted to give anyone else a chance that might want to come up on stage feel free to request to speak feel free to ask a question about nakamoto maybe you have a question about console maybe you have a question about something that happened this week in web3 or identity or decentralized social media and maybe we could help answer it anything that comes to mind this would be a good chance to just kind of open qa for anyone else that wants to join um i'm looking i'm looking hello hello i'm just gonna give some quick shout outs uh to some people in the audience um Binea, what's up? Joe, Juice, Blake is here. How's it going? Atlas, we got Kath, we got Freddie, uh, DeFi Elvis. Wow, tell me more about that. That's a great name. <laughs> DeFi Elvis, we got Julia as always. Julia wrote a really wonderful piece about Nakamoto One for the console blog. So if anybody wants to read more about Nakamoto coming and all the things we're talking about, you can go to console.xyz. 
forward slash blog and read Julia's piece there. Very nice. Um, we have Evan up here. Um, Evan, what's on your mind today? Oh, take your time. Maybe Evan stepped away. No worries. Sometimes there's also a delay. He's so. brushing his hair because you complimented on his hair. <laughs> Imagine he came back and we were all just talking about his hair for like 15 minutes. <laughs> What's up, Evan? I see you there now. <laughs> yeah, love the hair, hair joke. Wish my hair was this good looking IRL. It is not. That is me in a picture day when I made it have to look as good as possible. Normally he's down and with the hoodie. I'm not a fancy guy. But no, I've been loving this conversation and I really loved what you brought up about digital identity with like in the fact that like what do we actually consider identity? Who determines, you know, what we are and like how we identify? I think that's a really interesting topic. Um, you know, obviously that's like my thing. I can't always talk on a lot of the technical things you guys do. Um, but that's like this is my niche. And so it is interesting. It's like, well, what happens if all governments went, you know, to zero, they went away? What would we do to identify ourselves? How do we if all Web2 companies went to zero tomorrow, how do we talk to people? Where would we meet? What is that point of contact? How do we determine who is who? And I think that's a really interesting concept. And I think everyone would say digital identity and decentralized identity would be the option if we didn't already have the current infrastructure. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know where we get to the point where it is decentralized, where you own it, where you can import it between social. But I think most people would agree that it is, you know, the future and that there's a lot of benefits of it. And it's just a matter of like, how do we get there? Because we have all this like current infrastructure and I, I don't have the answer. I think it's one of those things like crypto where we still are kind of in that early stages. We have to go through a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of scaling to do, but I don't know. I, I really did like that question. And yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the jokes and whatnot. It's always good to hear, you know, some good laughter and something to pick me up. So shout out to everyone. Amazing. Yeah, I, I will say yes and to what Evan just shared and share just what I see as being an objective truth is that in the future, we will have decentralized identities. Um, we'll be something we use, we'll have decentralized chat, it will be the kind of thing that is so bulletproof that as long as there's some electricity or solar electricity to run a node or a laptop, like we will be able to connect. Um, it's just a question of how we get there and when we get there. These tools exist. They exist in niche form right now. And we're all here because we see how revolutionary they can be. And I think deciding how we get there and when we get there is important. Um, also racing against other options that are gonna come up, like the CBDC of identity <laughs> so just to say that in another words for anybody that didn't get what i'm talking about like governments are going to step in and they're going to try to make their own government china bitcoin us bitcoin they're going to do the same thing with identity and they're going to try to control identity we're so far ahead of this that i haven't heard of any decentralized identity owned by the united states yet but it's going to be a race to do this in a real decentralized open way and it's the same kind of race that Tim Berners-Lee was against when he created the web itself and it was open. He was racing against creating the World Wide Web, which was an open standard that we can all enjoy and build on top of versus AOL, versus CompuServe at the time, Prodigy. There was other companies trying to do it in World, world Gardens and uh, you know we would be living in the Verizon of like Verizon would own the internet right, right now. And we all know 
nobody wants to call Verizon or AT&T, right? Um, we all benefit from open systems. And so, you know, it's going to happen. It's just how and when it happens. And it's, you know, if we can race to do it in a way where we own it versus one of these companies do it. So, yeah, plus one to everything Evan's saying. And um, I don't know. I, I think there's something to this thing about the moon, too, where it's just like, I think doing impossible things just kind of makes you go, well... If Ian could like figure out how to get a Bitcoin address on the moon, what can I do this week, <laughs> right? Because I'll also just add that um, when Ian told me this idea, Ian, you told me this idea about a year ago. And so we met in person at a party at NFT NYC, which is coming up again in two weeks, and I will be there and we can talk more about that. And you know, we at a party in some basement and you were like, Chris, right? And I'm like, yeah. And we had emailed once before we started chatting. Um, but yeah, obviously, like a year ago when I meet you in, at a party, it's kind of like, I don't know, is this guy going to be able to like do this? You know, and it's amazing what, what you've been able to do. Like, you really stuck with it. And I think um, put your, you know, put your team together and got the branding right and got the messaging right and all the logistics of it. And so I think that's really inspiring for all of us that, you know, or trying to do impossible things. <laughs> what can we do? And uh, so thanks for putting that out there for us. I really appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Um, Evan, sorry, I'll jump right to you after. But that is definitely like a huge thing with this project because I think at face value, you look at the project and you're like, this is impossible. Like, I'm never going to be, I'm not the guy to go to the moon to like get this treasure chest. But like full disclosure, like I'm a barber. I used to cut hair for a living. Like, so if I am no one special, like I have no ties to astronauts, I have no ties to SpaceX. Like, you know, I started learning about crypto several years ago, got onboarded mainly through NFTs because I knew it was going to change everything. And um, 18 months later of working on this project, like here we are um, touching real life things that will go to the moon. And and that is exactly the purpose of this project is to inspire people to push the boundaries and and not settle for the status quo and um just like make shit happen. Just get out there and do it. So, um yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Chris. I I appreciate um you pointing out how standard and basic I am. <laughs> I was just saying I didn't know like at the time, but I think that goes for all of us. Also, when you said you were a barber, Evan's hair was like, yo, what? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> right, call back earlier, inside joke. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think, I think everyone here, you know, there's something we want to do. There's something we feel like would be really cool or that we're interested in. And yeah, you know, I hear a lot of people that I talk to one on one, my, my own voice included, where it's like, you know, who gives me permission to do that? Who am I to do that? You know, and and I think um, I think seeing people in our community, you know, like, so thanks, you know, and I think everyone here, whatever you're thinking of right now, just fucking show up, <laughs> just start, just start, just start. And if you fail, also fine. You know, I think having a good community to support you. I'm happy to support you. We want to hear it. We want to see people take risks. I'd rather see someone take a risk and fail than not take a risk at all. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for showing up and, and putting that out there. I'm going to go back to Evan. Um, you, Evan, you had something else to add? Yeah, I think just like I'll add to like what both of you guys said. 
I think it really is like, you know, what Nakamo is saying, like anyone can do this. You know, obviously you have to put in the work. You have to have the right team, all these things. But it really is amazing that, you know, people are here to like inspire others. You know, you both of you guys are inspiring me to build my thing. I'm not technical, but I'm trying to do my part in my way. And so I think that really when you what you said, Chris, where you said, look, it's going to be a system. There's going to be something created. It's a matter of centralization versus decentralization. And that really made me like, you know, that stuck in my head. It's like, yeah, you're right. Like, look, we're going to eat food tomorrow, but it's a matter of what type of food and where we get it. We are going to use the Internet tomorrow. It's a matter of what applications, you know, all these things will be provided. But you see in like Australia, for example, a digital identity is already starting to be worked upon. So if we don't act fast, it is, you're right, it is going to be someone else. And so I just implore people, like you said, to just do your part. You know, like, like I said, I'm doing my thing. I'm just starting it out as a social media consulting and management firm. Look, I'm not technical, so I can't do some of the things that, you know, console and some of these other great projects are doing. But I'm trying to at least do my little part in my ENS circle. And I think if everyone did their own part, we would have a much more decentralized and transparent future. And so that's what I'm bullish on, the people in this space. That's all I got to really say, but thanks for having me on. For sure. And I mean, I, I think starting off Monday with some inspirational community talk is really helpful. So uh, I love this. And, you know, Evan, I'll just, I'll just kind of add to the one thing that you said about like, I'm not technical. I, I will say having technical skills really does help when building a product that's like an app. Like I can talk from console and, uh, you know, I teach coding at university and like to business school students. Like I, I do think that is helpful. I do think it's learnable. Um, some people say it's learnable in one month. Um, it's totally possible. Um, but I will say that something that really inspired me, um, I might be dating myself here, but Quentin Tarantino, if anyone's familiar with the director, um, he did Pulp Fiction and a lot of movies um he had this moment you know, he's like one of the most famous directors and he has this interview where he talks about how he knew he knew he loved film but he knew nothing about a camera he knew nothing about acting he knew nothing about any of these things and someone said to him well to be a director you don't need to know all of those things you just need to know like a little bit about each of them and then know how to hire the people to do them and i think part of that is really having a vision and then and then also just putting in the hard work like, you know, Elon Musk, for example, people follow him and believe him because I, I mean, I don't know if you read his the, the biography, but like, dude knows so much about batteries. Like he could talk about batteries for like, you know, and so when he talks about the Tesla, he talks about that when he talks about going to space, he like so like if you if you really like can know something and show up and then, you know, surround yourself by the right people. Um, Evan, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that you need to code yourself. Um, although, you know, know a little bit to know it be dangerous. And I think that's my advice for everybody. It's just like, you know, people want to see you succeed. You know, it's like people are going to be there to cheer you on, or at least these good people will. And so I'm here for you, man. I want to hear your idea. I haven't heard it enough yet. And so hopefully in future, um, AMAs, we can we can bring you on and, and talk more about it. Maybe that's even a first good step to keep you accountable. So watch out for that. <laughs> um, super excited, super happy for everybody um, joining this conversation. Feel really motivated to get to get the work this week. Um, I'm going to round it out here. We're at, we're at the hour, and so I'm just going to say um, thank you to everybody. Thank you so much to from Ian and Nakamoto One. Ian, any last words? Anything you want to leave us with um, today? Um, that I'm super grateful, obviously, for everyone here. We're super excited to be hosting the Akimoto community on console. So if you're not already in there, the link is in 
uh, the Nakamoto One Twitter bio. So <clears throat> come on over, say hi. Um, we're minting tomorrow. So we're on stacks, obviously. Um, so grab a hero wallet if you don't already have one. Grab some stacks. Um, and we hope to see you all mint um, all the way through to an Android and come be a part of the community that um, is sending Bitcoin and many other cryptos to the moon. Woo! Looking forward to that tomorrow. Really exciting. Um, and yeah, everyone can come join on console as well. It is public right now to join the Nakamoto group. Um, I guess just DM me if you want the link. It's not public public, but it's not token gated. And then after the min, I believe it'll be token gated, right? Ian, is that the, the idea that it'll be just the community? Yeah. So right now we just, you know, want everybody in there getting as much information as possible and asking questions. So, you know, you're just logging in with your wallet and then we'll probably close it down to be token gated. I'm thinking a couple of days after mint, just in case there's like any questions or people are having issues or whatever it may be. Um, the our minting process is like, amazing i'm so excited for people to go through this experience we have like amazing transitions and graphics and we've really taken every step that we can to make this fun and exciting and thoughtful so um we do want to leave that open just for a little bit but then we will be token gating it um a couple of days or a week or so after we mint um just to really hone in that community and make sure that everyone you're talking to is just as invested into the project as you are um and you know for all of the things that console um, has built a platform for security and identity and all those things. So yes. Incredible. Thank you. Evan, Titus, Julia, any last thoughts? All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, sounds great. Um, well, shout out to Nakamoto one big shout out to my two co-hosts. Basically you show up every week and help guide the conversation, Evan and Titus. I uh, really appreciate you. Um, thanks to Julia who, helps bring this together every week. Um, couldn't do it without her. Thank you so much. Thanks to everyone in the audience. We have such a great audience. Um, NFT Ignition, what's up? How's it going? We got Drew, uh, who has an amazing project, friends.place, which is a community growth like CRM for Discord communities. Click on him if you want to learn more about that. Um, we got Cisco, who I know is spinning up one of the next great consoles. More to come on that. We got Terrace Spaces, who does an amazing job, uh, Finn at Terra Spaces, who records all of these Twitter spaces and edits them and puts them online every week. And just big claps to you. Clap, 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 clap. Thank you so much um, for spreading the word. Really appreciate that. Um, and just, just so many great people. Um, we got Blake, as always, Moonverse, uh, Juliet. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for coming. This is super great. We do it every Monday, same time, which is 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's New York time. and hit me, tap me on the head if you want to hear more about console, if you want an invite for the beta, we have the desktop live, we have the iPhone coming soon, and that's about all. Just super grateful for all of you, and hope you have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous week uh, to the moon. I'll see you all. I'll see you all next Monday. Okay, bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the console AMA featuring Nakamoto. Recorded on Monday, March 27th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cause. 
play Broadway all day Looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad Like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years Off and the shroom Sitting in the dark waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash. Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest crew. Ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Ten spaces.